Good morning. I hope you heard what that song said because that's the reality of why we're here, okay? We're not here so we can get a check mark and say we went to church. We are here to enter into the love of God that God has for you. And if you don't get anything else today, I want you to hear this. God loves you. He always has. He always will. And I want you to get this one. No matter what. I want you to get that. I want you to understand that. You know, so, so often, I don't know how y'all grew up, but the way I grew up in church, man, there was 557,000 rules. You know, and everybody found some way that I was doing something wrong and this and that. And finally, by the time I was a teenager, I just looked at him and said, y'all can jump in a lake. I believe in God, you know, because he loves me, always has, always will, no matter what. And I think that's so, so very, very important. I want to invite every one of us to make this our service. I know not everybody here has a child or a grandchild that um, is being dedicated today. But uh, let me just tell you about dedication. What that word dedication comes from is out of 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse, 1 and chapters 1 and 2. Um, there was a lady named Hannah, and um, she could not have children, and she was begging God at the altar uh, in, in the temple. And, 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 and the, the, the priest Eli came along, and she was, she was so into it and so effervescent, the dude thought she was drunk. And so he asked her, you know, are you drinking already? She's like, no, 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 I want a baby. So he blessed her, and God gave her a baby the next year, and that baby was Samuel. And after he was weaned, she came back, and she offered Samuel. She presented Samuel back to God. Because let me help you with something. I'm, I'm an okay parent. I don't, maybe y'all are great parents, but I promise you, he's a better parent than all of us. <laughs> okay? I, I hate to let you in on that. I don't want to burst your bubble or disappoint you, but he's going to be a better parent than all of us. So uh, very, very, very important. But the question I want to ask in this just short talk, and let me tell you, if you're new and you come back, you will never hear anything this short ever again. All right? (laughs) I like to talk. Um. It, it, it's very, very important for us to start to ask, in the world we live in, what kind of world do we want to hand our kids? What kind of world do we want to be part of in creating so that these children being dedicated today can actually have a world that they can live in and they can thrive in and become the people that God created them to be. Now, you need to listen to this because this is, this is the greatest truth I'm going to say today. This world is nuts. Does anybody want to argue with that? Have y'all noticed this week all these people from Hollywood, the media, politicians, preachers, all these different people getting caught up in this web of harassment and abuse. It just, it just, it ought to be sickening to us to realize the, that these men are, are, are taking advantage of these young ladies. And men, you need to stand up and be men. And look at them and say, 
uh-uh. This trash doesn't happen in my world. Right, men? I, I, I think this is very important to say. Because I, I think everybody's kind of beating men down to the point, well, I can't do anything. Yes, you can. Stand up and be a man. And say this garbage of beating a woman or harassing a woman or taking advantage of a woman. It just doesn't happen in my world. That's not even part of my sermon. You got that for free. Okay? But, but I, I, I think it's very important. I, I mean, I, I read an article yesterday about, about a young youth minister that, that killed his wife. Not a young youth minister. my age. He killed his wife and her kids. This is not something that's just out there somewhere, kids. This is, this is happening all over the place. And, 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 you know, and, and when we've got a president, and I know some of you just love Donald Trump, and I love Donald Trump. I pray for Donald Trump. But could somebody please break his Twitter finger? Now, just break it off. He doesn't need it, you know. But all this stuff is happening. And I look at the economy. I look at everything happening. I look at all the different sides and everything. And, and I just go, yuck. And I'll ask it again. Grandparents, parents, friends, family, everybody that's here. What kind of world? Do you want to leave for these children? What kind of world do we want to hand off to these children when we get old, you know, and and, and can't get around anymore? What kind of world do we want to hand them? And I think it's very important for us to take some time and to to, to create a vision of the world that, that we'd like to have. And if it's a world that we like to have, I have a feeling it's a world that they'd like to have too. So I, I think that's a very, very, very important question. But the second question I've got to ask is this. Will you take personal responsibility to be part of creating that world? Does anybody else get tired of hearing, well, it's out of control and there ain't nothing I can do? Does anybody else t- get tired of wimpy talk? Does anybody? You know, I hear this all the time. I'm just, oh, there's nothing I can do. And I'm like, well, grow up. Stand up. Say, no, 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 no. That's not the world that's going to be in my world. The world that I'm going to create is the world that I was created to create. Back in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, God told Adam and Eve, now this was a perfect garden, and he told them to cultivate that. Now, I know the garden's a mess today, but it's still our responsibility, and we do have the ability to recreate the garden like God wanted it in the first place. And I want you to start thinking this way. This is my world. God put me here. Now, sometimes, I don't know about you, my wife probably feels this way every once in a while. Oh, my, what a mess my world is. But instead of saying, oh, There's nothing I can do about it. Stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to create an atmosphere 
in my world. I'm going to create the right atmosphere in my home. I'm going to create the right atmosphere on my block. I'm going to create the right atmosphere where I am. I'm going to be the one that stands up and doesn't say, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to say, I'm going to make my world. I can't do anything about that world, but in my world, where I live and where I work and where I go to church, it's going to be what it was created to be in the first place. Doesn't that sound like a good task? There's only one way to get there. And if you look at the scripture up here, it says, my son, this is out of Proverbs chapter three, verse, by the way. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. Now, let me, let me stop right there and tell you. Discipline just doesn't mean a good whooping. Okay? Anybody here ever get a good whooping? All right? When I was young, I got a good whooping. I was teaching at uh, the Reading schools one day, and there was, it was, I was in the middle schools, and, and I told them how they used to spank us until fourth or fifth grade. And one of the kids said, well, what did your father say? I said, are you nuts? If I'd have gone home and told him I got spanked there, he wouldn't have run like today and had been ready to sue the teacher. He'd have whooped me worse. Are you nuts? You know, now I do remember I got a lot of good whoopings. But can we admit something? We probably didn't get enough. Huh? You know? But discipline is not just strategically turning people. It's not just doing something negative. Discipline is, I'm going to be disciplined before my child so they have the right path to follow. Parents, do you hear me? Grandparents, do you hear me? We need to live in such a way that our children know what steps to take. We need to live in such a way that when, when we call ourselves Christians, they have footprints to follow that are the footprints of Jesus Christ. And I think this is so important. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and not, do not resent his rebuke, verse 12, because the, Lord's dis, the Lord disciplines those whom he loves. See, so often we see it as negative. But you have to understand, God loves you. Always has and always will, no matter what. But that doesn't make him a wimp. Okay? And he doesn't have the, the, the one more time syndrome that I had. You ever heard of that syndrome? You do this one more time, and I'm going to knock you into next week. All right? I had this bad, that's why my son is the nut that he is today. I was just one more time, and you could ask my wife, and my wife would say, beat the child. All right? Because the Lord disciplines those whom he loves. And I want you to hear this. As a father, the son, he delights in. Whose discipline are you living in? This is so important. You see, we're dedicating these kids to God today. 
And that's, that's good, and that's wonderful, and that's a good thing. But from this point forward, grandmas and grandpas, moms and dads, aunts and uncles, friends and family, they need footsteps to follow. They need people living in front of them in such a way that they know where to go when things get tough. They know who to follow when they're tempted to do things they know they shouldn't. But see, friends, we can't lead them that way unless we ourselves are living in the discipline of God's love. Oh, but I like to do my own thing. That's fine. But the bottom line is I want you to understand, God is the creator of everything that is. He knows you intimately and meticulously. He knows the plan he had for you before he even created you. He knows who you were created to be, and he knows what you were created to accomplish. And he would never, ever, ever fail you, and he will never, ever, ever forsake you. So why would we not place ourselves under the authority and leadership of the discipline of God's love for us as adults. Today, this is not just about the kids. This is about you parents. And this is about you grandmas and grandpas. This is about you uncles and aunts. This is about you friends and family. It's about us deciding, you know what? We're not just going to a little ceremony that's cute. We're going to go, and we're going to leave this place, and we're going to set a pace for these children where they can thrive here and eternally. We're going to show them how to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ because that's how we were all created to walk in the first place. We are going to show them how to love. We are going to show them how to to feel good about themselves. But we are also going to look at them every once in a while and saying, you know what, I love you enough to tell you this. You're acting like a knucklehead. No, I'm serious. There are times moms and dads are tired. Does anybody here not listen to their parents? That's a pretty big club, isn't it? There's times when all of us need to step up and reinforce what these parents are trying to teach. 